Uh, there was a time where the New Orleans Pelicans, we were talking about them as a team that could get to the NBA Finals. They were the team that was going to make the big jump like the Grizzlies did last year, and for a while they were, but it all rests on Zion Williamson and his health. Christian Clark joins us now, Pelicans beat reporter for NOLA News. And let's just start with the big name and the, and the injury update and kind of where this is going at this point, Christian. Uh, Zion Williamson, do we have any idea what this timetable actually could be? Could he be done for the rest of the season for the Pelicans? Guys, December 30th, the Pelicans were in second place in the Western Conference. Zion gets hurt their first game of 2023, and... I don't think we really know when he's going to be back in the court. I, I genuinely don't think the Pelicans know when he's going to be back in the court. This is a situation where you know, they're going to get back after the All-Star break and they're going to you know, have him go some more under, some, undergo some more medical imaging. But you know, from what I was told, he's essentially having to go back to square one in terms of his recovery from this injury. So I think it's going to be a while. I mean, they've just left it at multiple weeks. I just don't think they know. And there's only 23 games after the All-Star break. So Look, there is, there is a possibility. I mean, I think you could definitely say he's going to be selling for the majority of those games, and there's definitely a possibility that, that he could miss all of them. Wow, that's insane. So right now where we're at, Christian, 2019-2020, Zion played 24 games. Uh, played a decent amount in 2020-2021, 61. Out all of last year and now 29 games this year. As someone who covers this team on a day-to-day -day basis, how would you assess how the Zion Pelicans, not experiment, but relationship or dynamic is going and, and how you would predict it going in the future? The relationship is actually much, much better than it was a year ago. The, the relationship was between him and the team was bad a year ago. I mean, I think there was legitimate concern that he would not sign that five-year extension. And, and really, it, things started to turn around the time they got C.J. McCollum a year ago. I think he's been a really important veteran for Zion, and I think the big change is there wasn't a lot of talent on the roster in Zion's second year, and, and this roster dramatically improved in a short amount of time. There's, there's been, you know, an influx of young talent in the past two years, and I think Zion felt like, all right, this is a place I could actually win. Um, so the relationship is good. It's just a matter of really keeping him healthy. I mean, I think we saw this year when he was on the court he was fantastic, and there's you know a decent amount of talent around him. I mean, this team was in first place in the West, so I just think if they could keep them healthy, they'd, they'd be a serious team in this conference. Yeah, I, the Pelicans are a team. I mean, David Griffin has done a tremendous job of building that roster up and getting all that young talent there, but it just seems like it's one thing or another, whether you know it's injuries, and a lot of this certainly rests on Zion Williamson. Is this, is this going to be a thing where, and I know there's no way we can totally predict this, but it's more of just a from what we've seen so far. The Pelicans just, at this point, may be accepting the fact that they're not going to get Zion for full seasons, and they're going to have to find ways to, to work around that in whatever way that is and just maximize his talent whenever he's on the floor? I mean, look, you know, it's, I, I, I guess that that is, like, a reality that you might have to think about. I'll, I'll tell you this. I mean, they put a ton of incentives for him to play in the five-year extension he signed in July that's going to start next summer, summer or next year. There, there are games played clauses in that contract. There are weight clauses in that contract. So, you know, they, they definitely have tried to incentivize him to stay on the court. Um, but, I mean, maybe that is how you have to think about it. I mean, it's <laughs> he's played in 40% of the games to date. So it's, it's just been really tough. Outside of the Zion issue, uh, how is everyone feeling about 
the team as a whole because so much of the success or, or non-success of this team has to do with just guys being out. Guys like Brandon Ingram, guys like Herb Jones, C.J. McCollum now with a thumb injury as well, uh, and yet you're still sort of in the mix. Yeah, I mean, I think there's excitement. I just think, you know, like people here locally thought, hey, this is our year. Like, we, we kind of, you know, they felt like the Pelicans exercised some demons last year when it looked like maybe, you know, Zion was going to get away. You know, they had that little run. He signed the extension, and people felt like, oh, this is our year. And it looked like that, you know, he's, as recently as even late December. So I think, you know, Zion getting hurt has killed a lot of the buzz, but I still think people feel like, I mean, look, Zion is an elite talent. Like, they're they're happy to have him here. I mean, I think, honestly, the, the most disappointing thing about this year has has actually been Brandon Ingram and in, in the amount of games he's missed. I mean, Brandon Ingram is 29 games in a row with an injury the team described as a left toe contusion. Um, you know, I think with Zion, they felt like the hamstring, that's pretty serious, right? And there's there's nothing you can do about that. That just happens to basketball players. And there's, you just have to kind of wait while, while you try to cover from that. I mean, I think people in the organization here felt like Brandon Ingram probably shouldn't have missed that amount of games with what they felt like was a minor injury. So, honestly, I think that's probably been the most disappointing thing to the people in the organization this year. Talking to Christian Clark, BetMGM tonight. So, look, we'll, we'll put Zion aside, like Trista sort of mentioned, too, because we can talk about him all day. But the reality of it is he's not on the floor, so this team has to move forward with the rest of the roster that they have. If Brandon Ingram, at least, is out there and healthy, the rest of this core, C.J. McCollum's out there. They're a relatively healthy team down the stretch. What do you think the upside is for them, minus Zion Williamson, but the rest of this roster out there ready to go? Yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're trying to look at this in a positive light, the Pelicans advanced to the playoffs last year without Zion, right? I mean, <laughs> they've, they've literally done this before, not even a year ago. Um, so I think, you know, that that does give them a little bit of confidence. I mean, they showed last year, like, they're a pretty decent team with, with just C.J. McCollum and Brandon Ingram and, and a nice collection of role players who are here. Um, so, you know, I, I definitely think it's a team that they can stay in that playing tournament spot. I mean, maybe compete to get into that top six. Um, but, I mean, they, they definitely have enough on the rush teams without Zion to be a player tournament team. It, once they get in, how far do you think is their upside? Because it did look like, you know, the Suns series could have been theirs. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think a lot of it depends on the opponent. But, I mean, it's, for me personally, it's just hard to see them winning a first-round series, you know, with, without Zion in the lineup. Um, I mean, they, they did put up a heck of a fight against the Suns, and – I don't know. The Suns are a little bit weird of a of a one seed. You know, maybe not as as strong as the typical one seed. I know, you know, they won 64 games or whatever, but it just it just didn't look that great in the playoffs. Um, but like, I would be, you know, I I wouldn't you know, if they got like the eighth seed and ended up playing Denver in the first round. I just uh, I would not feel very good about their chances or or Memphis in that two slot. Yeah, let's talk about the West. The Pelicans even aside, I mean, we obviously saw what happened at the trade deadline with Kyrie going to Dallas and Kevin Durant going to Phoenix. And Durant will be back out on the floor at some point for the Suns. But, you know, Chris Paul's aging. He's certainly been a major part of their recent success. The Nuggets have never been in this position fully healthy. Uh, I, I like the Grizzlies a lot, but it seems like sometimes they get caught up so much in trying to be the bad boys of the NBA that they forget they actually need to play basketball games and stop getting guys in fights and suspended. What, like, what team do you have the most confidence in in the West right now in terms of if I got to pick one to come out of the West, this is blank. Who would that be for you? I mean, 
I guess Phoenix Suns notwithstanding. I mean, I don't know, maybe Phoenix now, but I'd like to see them together a little bit. But, look, my, my preseason finals pick was Nuggets and Bucks, and I feel like I've seen enough from both teams that I'm not going to waver from that. I mean, I just felt like coming into this year, Denver had put the best roster around Nicole Jokic that, that they have since he's been there. I mean, they they really, you know, brought in a lot of those, like, 3 and D wing types and are able to protect him defensively in a way that I don't think they had before. And I, I know they're awful on defense in the beginning part of the year, and I think they're up to, like, 13th or 14th now. Um, but they're just such a good offensive team, and they've got better defensive personnel around Jokic, and I think they have in years past. If you were to say, you know, the the youngsters on this team, because there's some good ones, right? You've obviously got Herb Jones. You've got Dyson Daniels, Trey Murphy. Who do you think uh, among the youngsters, maybe even Jose Alvarado, has the highest upside uh, on this team so far? I would have to say Trey Murphy, just because wow. he's really the best, like the most gifted offensive player out of um, – you know, all all the, the young non-stars on the roster. Um, I mean, Trey Murphy, like, shooting the heck out of the ball. Um, I mean, he's, like, he's like quietly flirting with, like, 50-40-90 status. You know, I, he was one of those late bloomers, too, who I think is, that, that makes him really interesting. Like, he was, like, I don't know, six foot four at the start of college. He started out at right. I mean, I think if you ask Trey Murphy – in his heart of heart that at the start of his uh, college career, we would be in the NBA. He would have said no, right? I mean, I think, you know, he shot up from six foot four, six foot five to the six foot ten he is now. Uh, did a year in Virginia, so I, I think like there's a lot of room for growth for him, and, and he's already a good player. You mentioned or, uh, you mentioned the Bucks. We're watching them right now lose to the Celtics. Whatever, it's a game right before the All Star break. It's not going to be that indicative of what you'd see if they match up in the playoffs. But what is it about Milwaukee that you like and seeing them go through the the? Let me try that again. What is it about Milwaukee that you like uh, that you could see them actually get through Boston to get to the NBA Finals? Yeah, I mean, like Giannis is basically the Terminator. Like he's already <laughs> accomplished so much, and he just—I mean, it—it it hasn't like you know, I guess, like, impacted his desire to win it all. Um, I mean, I think he's just – I think he's the best player in the NBA. So, I mean, that's probably my number one thing. But, I mean, I, I, I felt like, to me, last year, you know, if, if Chris Middleton was in there, I felt like Milwaukee would have been in the finals and probably would have won. I mean, I just felt like they were the best team last year when fully healthy. Um, I mean, Drew Holiday's a great number three. I know, you know, the, the roster outside of those three, like, the not as strong as Boston and some of these other teams, um, but I, I, I just I just can't bet against Giannis right now. I mean, it's tough. It's tough to bet against Giannis night in and night out. So, uh, Christian Clark, NOLA News, appreciate the time. Thanks for coming on with us. Thanks, Christian. I appreciate it, guys.